following program is rated M-A-L. It contains strong language. It is intended only for mature audiences. This week on the 5-Minute Warning. Dude, I'm doing a festivist show to a person who gives me grief about liking Seinfeld. I'm not watching CB4. Thank you. Four-and-a-half-year-old gave the most brilliant answer I've ever heard, and I realized that she's already smarter than me. She looked me up and down as I asked her a question that she obviously thought was insulting to her. And she said, what do you mean what do you do with money? You get it. And she just left the room. This one hurt me. Um, I'm going to talk about something similar to this a little later on. But um, Future and Lil Uzi Vert made an album together. How did we allow this to happen? The five minute warning. Okay, students, this is your five minute warning. I repeat, five minute warning. Silence. This is the five minute warning with Ruben Brown, happening right now. Everybody see the pole behind me? Yeah. Is that a black pole? Yeah, man. Not supposed to be just black, is it? Just, hey, look, just because it's festivals for them, for us, it's black. This is our festivals, damn it. Black Poles Life Matter? Because I'm black, y'all. Because I'm black, y'all. And I'm black at the black. <laughs> Speaking of which, AG, yes? since you off till next year. I have to go to work Wednesday, but after that, what's up? You need to, you need to watch CB4, man. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Dude, I'm doing a festival show to a person who gives me grief about liking Seinfeld. I'm not watching CB4. Thank you. Why not? That's fair. That's messed up. Is it? I'm just saying it's fair. Is it? Is it really messed up? Hey, man, this is like a black festival. Man, I don't give a damn about... It's Hold still on. a festival. something that most black people don't even know what it is. That's why it's going to be funny. Is it? Because to be, to be honest, I don't really still grasp what it is. I don't either. That's why it's that's why it's perfect for us. <laughs> Actually, this this meatloaf's pretty good, dear. <laughs> I mean, on the real, too, these man. these beef tips, man. I might have to start doing this more often. Actually, I want what Mo's got. Marinating some beef tips and so so yeah. What we're gonna do? We're gonna start with the food first because I don't care no more. We're gonna start food. Oh, it's nine o'clock. Let's go live. Do do do. I don't know what I'm gonna do is lettuce. Cause this meatloaf is dope. Everything else about going to trash can. Welcome to another episode of Five Minute Warning. Once again, it is us in your house or your phone or whatever. And you know, I guess the first thing is let's all celebrate Festivus for the best of us. Now, everybody's heard about that. Oh, wait a minute before we get started on that. As you, as you know, as always, we got AG and Moby in the house. What up, y'all? How you doing? Is that orange What's drink? Going on? It's um, none of your business. Wow! <laughs> wow! It's none you. Yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say what it is since they didn't, they're not paying me yet. I need sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, that means it must be good. So. 
Once again, of course, this episode is Festivals for the Best of Us. We decided, or I decided rather, because... Thank you for clarifying. I mean, it is what it is, man. But, so we decided to celebrate Festivals. Now, with that being said, AG is the only person on this show that really knew what Festivals was. Because... I heard it, but I ain't know. Yeah, so we're your boy had. Show. Yep, and we're doing it. So we had, you know, Wikipedia is a wonderful thing. <laughs> Wikipedia, <laughs> man, you wiki this. You didn't even try to watch the episode, at least. I mean, no. Ruben, that's trifling. That is trifling. But Seinfeld's a terrible show. But we're doing a fest. You know what? Yeah, I'm about you to can't be say it's show. terrible, and you doing like, you you stealing the theme from it. Hey, Mo, well, like, I just want you to know if I just, like, jet from the show that you know what time it is. Really? It's like that? It's and look, like I'm not that. a huge I'm not a huge fan of Seinfeld, but I just realized that's because I wasn't the target audience. But I'm not going to say it was terrible. I mean, I watched a couple. I watched the Soup Nazi one. Dumb. Whoop. I mean, you could be mad, but it was dumb. Not I ain't be mad. I'm just, like, not be on the show. Really? you going to be on the show. It's too late. No, all you gotta do is hit the X button. Click, See, why we gonna do all that, man? See, Trifle. how can you how can you say the soup Nazi was awful? <laughs> really, bro? I mean, I really? mean, what do you? I mean, what do you want me to say for it? I mean, the dude was mad, so he banned people from his his shop because he made soup, and if you didn't like what he made. You couldn't come to I don't, what? Actually, that's just like growing up in a black household. So I don't know why you're mad. Well, the difference is at the soup Nazi place, you pay for that. At the black house, at my at, at your black house where you grew up at, you ain't pay for nothing. You either ate or you starved to death. There's a cost in both of those, by the way. I mean, but the cost is in a soup Nazi joint that I can just go somewhere else. <laughs> moving on, moving on. Yes, that's not this episode. This is Festivus. So, for the rest of us. <laughs> That was good. Whatever. So, so basically, of course, in Festivus you have a poll because they didn't want to deal with all the Christmas stuff, and you know they didn't like tinsel, so we have our poll. And because it's all Festivus, the poll is black. Not because we black, just because that's the only poll I can find. To the people. <laughs> I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, so we have that, and just like just like them, you know, tinsel wasn't cool, so we didn't put we didn't put nothing on it. It's just a it's just a black pole. Well, so. to me, the strangest thing was always a, a room full of Jewish people boycotting Christmas, which y'all don't even celebrate Christmas. So why is that even an episode? Yeah, true that, true that. I'm just saying, just, you know, just throwing that out there for you. I mean, hence why. Thank you for pointing that out because I was literally going to ask that question later on, but I guess nobody has the answer for that. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, everybody in that whole show is Jewish. And I'm, well, not everybody, but in the Seinfeld family, which is being portrayed, it's like, y'all are Jewish. Why does this even matter? So, anyway. So, in, in a. Streaming land. If anybody out there knows Seinfeld well enough to answer that question, please put it in the comments. I'm curious. I have been curious for 30 years. So the, the reason why, and I have an answer for you, actually. 
The reason why is because Frank Costanza, uh, Costanza tells a story about trying to get some for his son, George, um, Jason Alexander. And he tried to get something for him and then some other dude wanted it. So they fought. And But then the dog got destroyed because they were fighting. And pretty much he's like, I'm sick of the holidays. All it does is bring out evil in people, the bad of people. So we just not going to celebrate that anymore. We're going to just celebrate Festivus. <laughs> I mean, that was a, a very low-level reason, a low-level explanation, but that's what it's about. So well, I did it's better than the one that I had, which I had none. <laughs> so in Festivus, there are four things. There are, well, yes, there are the poll, the Festivus poll, which I've already showed you. The anger grievances, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, the the strike um, is the dinner. We'll talk about that shortly. Um, the Feast of Strength. We really can't do Feast of Strength stuff here, so we've manipulated to our benefit. And of course, you know, we're going to talk the way we always talk about stuff, but the difference is this time, we're actually eating dinner. So, a Festivus dinner has meatloaf, corn lettuce, which I sort of have. I made no sense. Myself. Makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> and peas. And everybody drunk water. There was no alcohol, but somebody did drink from a flask and they asked him what that was and they didn't speak on it. So, None of your business, as I stated earlier. <laughs> None you. <laughs> so this will, this will be the first episode that we will fully be participating in while we're eating dinner. Oh, by the way, I need to interrupt for a minute. Yes. Mo B, I want you to yeah. know that you have influenced my wife to the point to where she runs around this house talking about mind your business <laughs> all I'm just the saying, time. Like that, that's the an time. important life lesson. I'm glad. I'm glad she's adopted it. <laughs> Everything's like uh, mind your business, <laughs> and please stay out of my face. So anyway, that's, go that's ahead. None I, of your had, business. I had to put that out there. Ruben, you got to say it right. That's none of your business, and I appreciate it if you stay out of my personal affairs. My bad. That's why you're here to correct it. Thank you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a Mo B moment. Ding. If I had a team, I got no meatloaf, though. I got beef tips. Yeah, we'll, we'll get in there. So Mo B's got beef tips and salad and drink, because he won't tell us what it is. Drink is appropriate. Is that drink, D-R-A-N-K? Drank for sure. Okay. Yep, his drink is trill. A, a drink can be trill. That's I don't right. know. Apparently, apparently, he just ma- he true just made real. that up on his own. Hey, what belt is that behind you, Mo? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's just a belt. We're not going to speak on that. It's 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 an inappropriate story. Oh, okay. Well, actually, since, <laughs> since we have the language warning, we can say stuff. Yeah, but my mama listened to this, so. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm sure I, I recently, do it to you. I recently just found that out. Shout out to Mama Brown. I was like. So, wait a minute. So, what does she what? think of the show? We haven't really talked about it. 
<laughs> we're, we're probably gonna not really talk about it. Not a good sign, bro. Not a good sign. Nah, man, mom. I mean, you know, I don't be throwing no f. We'll be throwing no f bombs out here, so you, she don't really. You kind of do. Nah, not really. Not well, really. Means you have in the like, past. I don't. I don't drop f bombs. I, I have think edited I, I, you, man. I, I think you did drop you. one before. I think I think you did. Yes, you did. Before, before we I would dare say that you've dropped more than I have, which is odd. Before we went live, no, I have not dropped any f bombs. Before, I mean, when we've been since we've been live, I have not dropped f bombs. I mean, on the edited version, nobody dropped the f bomb. It exactly. got edited out. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you to Ag down there doing that work. But so now since we go. <laughs> Since we've gone live, I haven't dropped any F-bombs. Because that's rude. So shout out to Mama Brown. Thank you for listening. Listening to the craziness that your son be talking about. Now, does Uncle Ruben listen? I don't think so. Okay. I really don't think so. I'm shocked that mom listens. I'm not. I'm not really shocked at that. No, no, I'm shocked. Really? You think? I'm shocked that she's on Facebook. Well, you know. You know, so of course her phone probably went ding. Ruben Brown is live. <laughs> oh, let me go check that out. Hey, it's a family affair. Facebook be out here snitching. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't. I think if my mom was alive, I don't know if she would listen at all. In fact, I know she wouldn't. I don't know, man. I put nothing past past our family. I don't know, man. My mom's into what she's into and whatever else is whatever else. I don't think she would listen. I mean, if we I have, asked her to, she probably would, but no. Nah. And we have some corrections because apparently somebody doesn't know Steinfeld correctly because we were told that the Costanzas are Catholic. Yeah, that was my bad because um, I thought about that, but I was just saying the main characters in this, which is uh, Jerry Stiller, who's playing Jerry's dad, and I'm sitting here going, dude, you Jewish. <laughs> Why does this even matter? <laughs> so well, anyway, but yes, I so, stand corrected. Yeah, the Costanzas are uh, Italian and they're Jew and they're uh, Catholic. That's true. So, and the real reason I decided I wanted to do this, honestly, is because one, I don't see anybody else doing it. So, I figured, and it's probably one of the craziest things we've done on this show. So why not? You know? You're not wrong. I mean, we've done some stuff. Hey, man, you got to refill that drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you waiting for somebody to come deliver that drink to <laughs> No. Nah, I'm up here in the upper room. Ain't nobody delivering. <laughs> man, you better, better call some Uber and stuff, man. Bring some more drink. Man, Uber's expensive. I don't know how people afford it. Uh, hey man, if you ain't driving, you gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, okay. So, so we've we we've talked about the poll and stuff. So let's get into some let's get into some business. First of all, when I read this next this article, I'm gonna talk about the first thing I thought, and you know, I love my people out there, but if my child had <laughs> had um charged sixteen thousand dollars to my credit card. First of all, it's your fault. And I'm going to tell you why it's your fault. It is your fault as a parent because you did not realize this. 
Are you, I mean, because let's be real. When I charge anything, something comes to my phone and says, ding, you charge $3.22 of 7-Eleven. You telling me out of $16,000, your bank didn't send you a message saying, uh, yeah, you got some charges going up. You might need to handle that. And, you know, I understand the kid was six, but it's still your fault because how dare you put your credit card on your iPad for, you might have bought one thing for that child and then you left it there, man. That, you boo-boo the fool. I mean, I, you know, and then she was like, how am I going to pay this? First of all, if your bank or your credit card allow you to charge $16,000, I don't know if money is the one thing you're worried about. She got a hell of a credit limit. I mean, for real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean. Naval Fed, buddy. Naval Fed. <laughs> I mean, and then PayPal, you know, here's the thing. Apple and PayPal were like withdrawing money. 500 there, 600. Hold on, player. Um, like I said, if $3.22 came from my card, I would know. You didn't think about it? Oh, $500? I wonder what's going on my card. Oh, $600? I wonder what's You wait till $600 hit before you decide you need to check it out? That's called too much money. Real talk. Well, that's not really the what happened, though. Because... I mean, because it came through her PayPal, man, which means it hit her bank account, which means it didn't overdraw her bank account because once that joint overdraws, they cut that off, number one. And then you, you get a message saying, yeah, you got some overdrive fees. I mean, from someone who has stuff come out of his PayPal and all that stuff, when they hit you with them overdraft fees, they send you a message for each one. No, I'm not and saying you wrong. She knows it. I'm just saying that the lady thought that it was fraud and she reported it as such. I mean, and then she thought and, it was. And then she, was it Chase? Who was the Who was the bank? Was it Chase? The bank was Chase. Okay, and Chase got back to her a little time later, saying it was it. You know, it wasn't fraud, but time had passed, so she's thinking everything being taken care of, and it wasn't. And then come to find out, you know, when they did some more digging. It's like her her son was the culprit. So, I mean, it, it wasn't like she was completely oblivious. She assumed it was fraud because it's like, why is all this money coming out of that account? So she went straight to the fraud because she wasn't thinking somebody in her household was blowing up her blowing up her account. That wasn't then, quite this that way. And based the kid on what was I read. Panasonic, man. The huh? kid was just Panasonic. I realized that. I know what the kid did, but I'm just saying the lady wasn't just like stupid. You're right. She she wasn't stupid. But once again, like, clearly your child saw, hey, if I hit this button, I can buy more things. And it happens. Two plus two equals four. Hey, and I'm going to keep hitting that. So you put your you put your credit card on your iPad. That is your fault. No, I, I totally agree with that. Because in the article, this, this she said that, too. She said, I didn't know. I was like, how do you not know? In this day and age, how do you not know? Look, all I knew is when I read the article, I knew she didn't have Wells Fargo because the Wells Fargo fraud department would have kicked in ASAP. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, every time, every time I get a loaf of bread from a a, a foreign food line, <laughs> Wells Fargo fraud department calls me. 
You said a Ford food line. It's like, hey, bro, that's not the food line you normally go to. Is this really you? Yeah, man. And $600, they'd be like, that's a little weird. Maybe we should contact somebody. But more importantly, she he charged up $16,000. No way in this article says anything about overdraft. Play. And, and and see, actually, actually, who I blame, the parent I blame the most is the dad. Because the dad's a full-time uh, stay-at-home dad. And it's like, what? So, again, but then, too, at the same time, just because you're six years old don't mean that your hands aren't bloody. You got, yeah, blood, on, you got blood under your nails. And I was like, I don't care. I, at six years old, you know, man. You just know. I know I did. Come you on, You know man. what money is. Huh? You know what money is at six. You know, you have some idea. And you know life ain't free, even though you ain't paying for it. Look, my daughter knew what money was at, I think, three and a half. My oldest daughter, Kira, was obsessed with money. So, I, yo, I'm sorry. Totally unrelated. I've told this story before to you, Ruben, before, but I'm just going to say it for everybody. Because um, I realized my oldest daughter was a genius because the way a, the way a child's mind works is so brilliant. When my oldest daughter, Carrie, was in her money obsession, I think it was about four or five. Like, I mean, she'd see a penny on the ground and lose her mind to go get that penny. And she was just obsessed with money to the point where it started getting annoying. So one day I was just like, yo, Carrie, what's up with you and money? She's like, what you talking about? I'm like, do you even know what you do with money? And this four and a half year old gave the most brilliant answer I've ever heard and I realized that she's already smarter than me. She looked me up and down as I asked her a question that she obviously thought was insulting to her. And she said, what do you mean what do you do with money? You get it. And she just left the room. And I'm... <laughs> Spoken like a true gangster. <laughs> and, and I was just like, oh my God. She's smarter than me. I just, there's, there's no coming back from it. <laughs> that's the quote of the week I don't care <laughs> what you do with money you get it I mean she that's exactly how she said it she now four year, little short person I'm 6'3 she's like what you mean what you do with money you get it and she just walked out the room you know what she should have done she, she should have walked out the room and been like take that take that just did <laughs> exactly exactly I mean you know like yeah, but yeah this six year old knew what was up man because he went from a dollar ninety nine rings to the hundred dollar rings. So what he did was he was testing the water. He was like, "Let me charge this, see what happens." Yeah, nothing. And nothing happened. I get the rings. Let me charge this. It went because she said it went from like the ninety nine to the one ninety nine to the ninety nine dollar. So yeah. basically, he was just like, "Let me just see. Let me just keep." I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate the fact that she was just like. What grown-up would spend $100 on a chest of virtual coins? Bruh. There's a lot of grown-ups that would do that. But First of all, if nobody was buying it, they wouldn't it be wouldn't be there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But my thing my thing is, it's, it's like, she said, we're going to have to think about Christmas. Oh, it wouldn't be Christmas for about five years. We gonna think it would be Christmas. some pain. I mean, it would be some pain going up in that house. I mean, you would get five packages of coal. Each one will have a lump of coal in it. I got a rock. <laughs> Yo, the greatest commercial right now is that Liberty Mutual commercial. Which one? When the kid, when the kid gets the Liberty Mutual stuff from the house, and the other kids, 
I got a bike. And he kicks the oh, bike yeah. and walks out. <laughs> Yo! That is hilarious. That is that good. Kid would be all, and then I guess the mom looks and smiles. And I'm like, what? Why are you smiling? Because <laughs> this kid basically got nothing. And he happy about it. And this other, other kid got a bike. And he's just like, well, I wanted nothing too. And I'm like, how do you raise your kids to want nothing for them? Yeah, I want you live in the for the house. Why do you care about a house at 10? You don't. It's commercial, man. But it is hilarious. But it's hilarious. It is hilarious. But I mean, yeah, you know. Like, yeah, she said Christmas, man. I was like, yeah. This, this will be. Uh, yeah. Her advice to other parents, check your security settings. My advice to other parents, don't put your credit card on your iPad. Well, see, that's the thing. You have to have one, but you got to lock that stuff. Discipline up. your children. It, there, first it is. Call, there it is. There was no, there was no fear. That's the problem because there was just no fear that a repercussion would come from this charge. There it is. Well, here's the thing. To correct you, you don't have to have a credit card on your Apple because you can just go with nothing. Oh, you can. Oh, yep. okay. On your iTunes, you can go with nothing. You don't have to put a credit card there. Hey, (laughs) just because you ain't see it and and what it is, she probably put a credit card for something she wanted and she was like, well, I'm just going to leave it here. And she put it on the family account. She probably got an Apple card and she probably put it on the family account. And the kid was like, "Eh, this works money. I ain't got to buy what? 16,000. I hope you got a high score in that Sonic game. Maybe. But yeah, but if it, it was me, it wouldn't be Christmas for five years. I don't care. And then she's like, I didn't get a paycheck from March to September. And I'm thinking to myself, hold on, man. You got, you just, your kid just spent $16,000. And all you worried about is Christmas. What you should be worried about is jail time. Because if my child would have spent $16,000, or if I would have spent $16,000, <laughs> Ruby J would be like, hmm. Cause yeah, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been pretty in the Brown household. I mean, yeah, nah. I'm glad this didn't exist when I was a kid. <laughs> if this existed when you were a kid, you still would have done it. You're right because I fear things like parents and beatings and whoopings. Well, that's what Mo was saying, and that's kind of what I'm saying. It's just like we're we're really looking at the wrong people. The kid is the one. Is I'm telling you, because she still believes the blame lies for Apple. No, 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 no. Nobody put Apple didn't force you to put your credit card up there. Cause it said and like once again, it says skip. Because you didn't say you didn't see skip. Sixteen thousand dollars. But once again, she didn't see really, you know, whatever about paying it, which means that she got the money. She got it somewhere. That kid got it in that Sonic game now. And like Mo said, there were no overdrafts. You said it too, so Yeah. That's the killer. No overdraft. Because you know ran no overdraft, you're okay. You just mad they you just mad he, he spent your money. Oh, he he would spend my money, but I'd take it out of his ass. That's for sure. <laughs> what? You're Armin. You oh, wouldn't be. Oh, it wouldn't be free. I mean, I'm glad you got what you got, but you <laughs> wouldn't be free. Oh my god. It wouldn't be free, man. That kid would go down. He would go down hard. I mean, for the next for the next ten years, he would be living at 
third war world level <laughs> poverty. Like he he would have all the cheapest shoes, no <laughs> no name brand anything. I'd be like, bro, I'm I'm recouping my losses right now. So you would be wearing like, strawberries. He, he would have high cholesterol and high blood pressure by 16 because all he would be eating is bologna sandwiches <laughs> and ramen noodles. Like that's it. Like. <laughs> We be eating good, but I mean, every day he see me, he'd be like, hey, can I have some of that chicken? Nah, man, you should have thought about that for that $16,000. You better go ask Sonic for some chicken. <laughs> you, better, you better see if Sega hook you up with some lunch tomorrow. <laughs> Sega! Actually, I don't want the, I would, I went the opposite route. I'd have got this stuff I would have bought him and given it to his friends. Oh, that's cold. That's cool. I bought a PlayStation 5 and given it to us. Nah, that, that, there's too much of a chance that he might actually get to enjoy that or that might make him cool at school because, you know, then then his friends would love him. So, nah, I don't, I don't need that. I need it, him it be, it, to be it, miserable. Wouldn't it be some jokes, though? Nah. Of course there'd be some jokes, but it'd be a lot of thank yous, too. But why spend all the money <laughs> on his friends? Because I want to inflict pain. That's all. That's all I'm trying to do. I mean, man. If you did that, if you bought them like PlayStation Fives, then basically you would have to be like, you can't go over there and play. That'd be foul. See, I don't want him to feel pain. I just want him to, you know, never be happy again. Is that it. pain? How is that different? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not trying to. You know, I'm not trying to give no quick punishment. Just, I just need him to know until he's an adult that he's dead to me. Wow. Right? There's no pain. <laughs> there's no pain. You're saying a whole lot of words to equal pain psychological man it's all about psychological man and, and there's no psychological pain there i mean look mental health ain't a real thing wow spoken <laughs> like a true black man spoken <laughs> like a true black man <laughs> wow wow the, the guy that the guy that majored in psychology and human service counseling just said mental health ain't a real thing wow you just ain't see man thing. you just wow 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 it's shifting gears on that it's kind of difficult. We're going down a dark road. <laughs> I mean, we're going from a dude who, a kid who spent $16,000 on his mom's card, and she's like, it's still Apple's fault because she, you know, she also believed the election was rigged too. Um, to a kid, they left that, some people left that Goodwill, yo. First of all, really? You just left a two-year-old at Goodwill? Well, at least they found him alive. I mean, all those people that leave babies in dumpsters and whatnot. I mean, I mean it's a sad still, story, man. but it's not the saddest story. I mean, they left him with clothes and a note saying, his mama can't take care of child abandoned, no phone home for mom. And just, you left him at Goodwill. How about the police station? You might get I caught. Mean, well, they well, got caught anyway. Caught. I mean, you can take a kid to adoption facilities. You can take a kid to orphanage. Like, don't you just I hope this kid is like so successful and he's like he becomes like a billionaire and his parents come back around and he just be like, F y'all. Yeah, we're going to get into that later. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand. Well, first of all, first of all, I'm not a parent. I want to put that out there. But still, if I even if I'm not a parent, it seems to me that how are you going to just like abandon your child? I mean, this kid was like, what? Is, how old was he? Two. Two. How you just abandon a human being? Just he didn't know on a whim. He didn't know nothing. I just don't get that. I mean, for real, I 
I'm again, I'm not a parent, but I just couldn't imagine me abandoning my child just for S and G. Just like I mean, to be honest, like I can have sympathy or an empathy for a parent feeling like I I can't provide for my child. But once you abandon that kid at a goodwill, like now I don't have sympathy or empathy for you. Now, if you get if you go to an adoption or orphanage and say, hey, I, I just can't do it. Like, I think that's that takes courage to be able to tell somebody I can't do it. But to just drop a kid off at a goodwill, that's that's a cowardice move. And yeah. I mean, like, I hope they get arrested. And, you know, I, I would some things death penalty is are appropriate for. I mean, they get in the bag was a change of clothes and some food. I'm like. Now, were the people who who dropped him off were they like his foster parents or somebody in the system or who were those? I don't think the story knows. Nobody knows. No, all they knew, all they knew is he was wearing black jogging pants and he had a black cowboy hat. Okay, all right. I just was wondering because I know it didn't say in the story. I just wow. That's but all I, I guess say he, as I was reading it, I was like, wow. But but they caught him in Mississippi, Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee. Excuse me. Okay. So I mean. He crossed state lines to drop off a kid, then went back home. I mean, because I guess he, he didn't think Goodwill had cameras. Duh. But that's so sad, man. And in the in the time that we live in, and you know, it's just like, I don't get it. I mean, like you like Moby said, man, there are so many other places and things you can do if you can't take care of your kid, man. But Leaving him at a goodwill, you know, positive. At least they didn't put him in a dumpster. Yeah, because like I said, Man, that, bar, that bar is real low. If that's what we celebrate, I mean, I mean, it is low. The bar is low. Because I mean, that was my first thought: was this is sad, but it's not the saddest. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've had a a nationwide TV jury thing on a woman who put her kid in a in a dumpster and they was found innocent of that you know and it's just like it's just sad man because this kid didn't do nothing man all this kid was the product of two people having sex and he just was a kid I mean once again you're right Moby yeah it's a low bar but there's so many other worse things that could have happened to this child nah you're right but but I mean, I'm with you, man. Just, you know, like, and I mean, on my show, I've already said, you know, I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm, I'm in favor of the death penalty. I'm fine with that, you know, because this was messed up. There told me other avenues this person could have went, man. And you chose this one. Now, on the grand scheme of things, it's not in the worst section, but you know, and, and the sad thing is, we got to applaud for that. And the other thing I was reading is, I guess they fed the kid and he was playing with toys and he was happy like nothing ain't going on. He's a kid, man. I mean, resilient. Ignorance is bliss, man. Yeah, it's just like he couldn't say his name. He didn't know his parents, didn't know his phone number. I mean, at two, he should at least know his name. He's answering to something, you know? But yeah, that's sad, and I, I have no um, 
I have no. Um, There's no good way to transition from that. Well, it wasn't even a transition, not yet, but it was just like, I just, I ain't got no feeling for those people, man. Positive or negative. I mean, you get what you get. And that's what it is. That's what it is. You know, I hope you're never successful. Somebody's going to get something. Yeah. I mean, it is not my place, place to judge people. I'll let the man who takes care of that take care of that. Which moves us into our next subject. We've already had, we've talked about the poll, we've shown our dinner. Now is the area of grievances. Now, <laughs> in the episode, they air grievances with each other. We're not about to do that because that's not how we get down. But what the grievances we're going to air are three grievances that we, three things that we were disappointed in 2020 with. Now, I'm pretty sure that some of this is going to cross pollinate, and that's okay. But three things that we're disappointed in 2020, AG, you up first. First thing I got is Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams trying to destroy the Star Wars universe. And I really didn't realize it when it was happening, those first three sequels, until I saw The Mandalorian. And I'm like, wait a minute. Favreau killed it. And y'all put out that foolishness? Somebody need to get fired. Now, I know firing a woman is not good optics right now, but Kathleen Kennedy does not need to be the head of Lucasfilms if that's what you're doing. You got people that have started all three movies, all of a sudden they don't want to be part of it anymore because of you. Yeah, yeah, I was tripping at that whole thing. She needed to get fired, for real. The other thing is, and this is probably the number one thing, I should have put this number one. Changing the formula in childhood foods and beverages to make more profit. Now, I remember what Fruit Loops taste like. I remember what Captain Crunch tastes like. I remember what a Twinkie tastes like. <laughs> these fools up in here out in these streets trying to get paid by making awful food. Now, again, I understand that there are people that are younger than me that don't understand what it t- used to taste like 30 years ago. But what I'm saying is, it's one thing to do something different. It's quite another to dumb something down to get paid. Eventually, it's going to cost you. I don't appreciate it, but it is what it is. But I you don't want- appreciate it. And my wife and I had tried a few things. I think uh, Fruit Loops comes to mind. And we were like, they were smaller. They didn't really taste the same. And it's like, and then she she started going online. And when she gets obsessed like that, it's over with man it's like and we weren't alone so they just need to make food the way they need to make food and stop trying to get paid as opposed to making a great product marketing that great product and have people buy it that's all I'm saying warm weather lasting the entire fall season it's never gotten cold it got getting cold for one day is not cold it's just not I mean right now I can go out there for probably 20 minutes with shorts on this is ridiculous man then people talking about ain't no global warming y'all must be tripping it's been springtime since october and it ain't really cold yet and tomorrow is winter so i'm a little upset about that so those are my grievances the man want fruit loops not fruit worlds man so i bet you the walmart fruit fruit worlds taste fruit foods because i'm telling you man general mills ain't doing it well, I mean, they, they, you know, they became, see, 
they came under fire years ago because of the the, the Paris coalition. You know, because moms control the world apparently. Um, and nothing against moms, but I'm like, we well, all y'all get together. I think y'all y'all attacking the wrong stuff sometimes. Look, man, they don't want no more. They don't. They want to take out the sugar and the Fruit Loops, man. That's why it's smaller, so they can lower the sugar and the Fruit Loops. If you have a problem with your child eating sugar, have him not eat sugar. Hey, man, I'm not trying to teach people how to parent. Because but, actually, but you when know, coming for me. Because I mean, really, you when you start taking the sugar out of it, you put another chemical in to give it some sort of pseudo uh, sugar taste. So you're killing people faster. Are you serious, man? Just put real sugar in it and make it big and keep it moving so we can eat Fruit Loops at the Sunday, Saturday morning cartoons. Come on, man. Hey, man, I'm backing up like the any heartbreak, baby. All right. Okay. Just saying, they're grievances, so it is what it is. Yep. All right. Moby. All right. Um, this might sound like a weird one for most people, but um, college football happened in a pandemic. You're not alone there. I'm pissed too. I, yeah. College I football, kids playing football. They're not kids. They're adults. Adults not getting paid, but slightly being forced to play a game so other people can profit. It's happening during a pandemic. And there was a four-hour college football playoff show today where a whole bunch of people got paid that aren't being forced to play during a pandemic. Um, the other one is changing pace a little bit. Um, this one hurt me. Um, I'm going to talk about something similar to this a little later on, but um, Future and Lil Uzi Vert made an album together. <laughs> How did we allow this to happen? See, now I got to go look it up. <laughs> how, how, how on earth did we allow Future? First of all, I don't understand how people still listen to Future anyway. But then they, you, you compile that with Lil Uzi Vert. You gotta say the whole thing too. Yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> just say Uzi overt a little. It's you gotta say the whole thing. <clears throat> how we how we let this happen, man? Like a pitfall water. You gotta say the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. How how on earth? Like, I'm not mad at the producers because I mean they're getting paid. I mean Mike Will made it. You know Metro Boom and them dudes getting paid. But um, who had to master that album? Who had to do all the editing? Like. How many pills did he have to take afterwards to numb the pain and the sorrows from his soul from being forced to listen to that multiple times just to make sure there was a semi-listenable version of each track? Oh, God. (laughs) His soul. (laughs) I do feel that pain, but it ain't like that. But then, you know... It happened, people. Future and Lil Uzi Vert made an album, and I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna oh, listen. So you're to gonna it. listen? I'm going to. I'm going That's to. That's the funniest no, thing about this grievance. <laughs> no, see, see, we'll get we'll get on this. I'm 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 being progressive, but eventually I'm gonna listen to it. But right now, it's too soon. I need I need some space. <laughs> I need some distance. <laughs> I need some some soul searching. Wow. I, need, I need I need to listen to some music with instruments. Like I'm just about to go play Earth, Wind, and Fire in mint condition for like 
twelve hours straight. I think what I'm gonna have to do is I'm gonna have to listen to like some old school music, three tracks, then listen to one of their tracks, pause, dry my eyes, um, you know, use a restroom, hug a teddy bear, um, console myself, and then listen to some more music, and then go back to another track. Like it's gonna be like a two three week process. To listen to this album, you gotta cleanse his soul. And inevitably, there's gonna be about three or four tracks up there that I'm gonna be like, "Man, this track is fire." Too bad they on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because that's how I feel about so much of Future's music. I'm just like, "Man, this track is fire," except the part that he's on, which is all of it. You see, y'all said that because I brought that up about a month ago. Because he, because Future did a did a song with uh with Drake, and I thought it was. He did a whole album with Drake, and and there's a lot of tracks up there that are hot, and I just be like, man, this is hot until I hear Future, <laughs> and then I'm just like, I, I'm done. I just can't. I just can't, man. And I'm I know I know I'm becoming the old dude yelling at kids walking through his yard, and I know I know I'm I'm becoming that old man that just hate everything. But f it, I hate it. I, like every every time he raps and. I hate him more when I actually understand what he's saying. Like, I actually like Future better when he's mumbling so much I can't decipher his lyrics. Because then then I just can't tell how awful he is. But then when I actually can understand what he's saying, I'm just like, yo, I liked you better when I didn't know what you were saying. <laughs> wow. Wait a minute. My wife and I have a question for y'all. Is there a genre of rap nowadays that's called mumble rap? Yes. Unfortunately. Okay, because I, we listen to some tracks and it's like, what? Well, I mean, that's all of rap these days for the most part. That's not true. That's not true. But that's that's that has been mainstreamed. It, it's just not, man. You, you you gotta you gotta actually peel back layers of like there's a lot of mainstream rappers that all they it's mumble rap. Okay. And to say mumble rap is kinda insulting to them. They they think that they're artists. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just wondering if there's a genre. I'm saying they're not. Within the genre. Yes, it is. It is. Okay. That's all I needed to know. Uh, I don't don't discount it. I mean, it is good, but it's just a lot of times I struggle. When we we get to my segment, that's going to kind of be part of my segment. But yeah, my last thing is, I mean, this is kind of an obvious one, but I, I can't believe that wearing a mask during a pandemic got politicized. That's like my number one grievance for 2020. I I believe it, but saying it out loud sounds retarded. And I know retarded is not the word you're supposed to use nowadays, but sometimes fits, that's though. the only word that fits. It's mentally challenged to think that the idea of wearing a mask during a airborne pandemic would be politicized as an assault to someone's freedoms is is probably the dumbest thing that our species has been a part of. Wow. Wow. He says Mo- species. Most species don't try to fight their own survival. They just don't. He's not wrong. <laughs> wow, he went down. He went he went down and get that one. That was very true. <laughs> That's, but he's, he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. Everyone else survives at all costs, except us. 
He's not wrong. Hold on. Let's just not say us. Let's say who it is out there. No, I'm just saying he said species so I can say Because it. it's not it's it's not the species. That's what he said. Well, hold on. It's not the full species. It's just in the United States. That's not true. It don't we matter. All, we I, all I, do I, it at some this, level. We all do it at some level. Other other than the lemons that run off the cliff for no apparent reason, there's no other species that has this large of a percentage that's proactively trying to kill itself. I mean, come on. I just went on a rant about <laughs> Fruit Loops, bro. I mean, we all do it at some level. He's absolutely right about that. I appreciate the Lemmings reference. Because <laughs> that might be the dumbest video game I've ever played for a long period of time. Yeah, you played. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> and there it is again. I gotta, I gotta keep, these, <laughs> keep these people from not dying. <laughs> Trying to beat survival. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, what the... Ah, so stupid. Wow, movie. That's, that's, woo. Guy came out with body blows. Really did. So, I guess I have three now. I guess the first one is a little bit on Moby's, but I'm disappointed, man, in the lack of good music that has come out since the pandemic started. Literally, you're trapped in your house or wherever you are. If you're an artist of any relevance, you have some sort of studio in your house. Apparently, everybody but Fat Joe, because Fat Joe doesn't have a studio in his house, hits why you've heard no Fat Joe music. He even said that. But the music that's coming out isn't good. It's like, it, I mean, yeah, I understand that, but it's not good because you think you're by yourself or you're in a place where you're by yourself a lot. I can put some stuff together. Do do do. And these days, you don't have to be in the same room. I'm going to write some tracks down. Yo, Mike, what? I need a beat. The beat makers did their job. I bet they came out with a whole bunch of fire beats doing this whole thing. But the people who write stuff, not so much. And it's just, it's so lackadaisical. So like, and I say that because I watch on Revolt Network, Revolt TV, owned by P. Diddy. He's got this video show, because Lord knows you can't really see videos anymore. He's got this video show called Verify Videos. I lie to you not, man, April, May, June, when I'm stuck in the house, it became a regular staple in my house because, okay, let's see what music's coming out. People are making videos on their iPhones to terrible songs. And I'm thinking to myself, like a little bit like Moby, am I the old dude in the room? I mean... Yes, you are. And I'm going to be fine with that. <laughs> Just live with it, man. Just live Get with it. Get off my lawn. <laughs> but when you see a video... A video, which I will give them mad credit. A video done on like an iPhone 11 or iPhone 11, you know, they were clearly FaceTiming. And two women did a video. The video was, I mean, they were in their bed, whatever. It was interesting. But the song was trash. Trash. And I'm like, who approves this stuff? Like, and I'm not even talking about rap. I'm talking about like R&B. And I'm just like, how terrible an R&B song you have to make 
to be considered trash. Like, I love you. You love me. We love each other. I don't love you no more. Well, that's I mean, not what R and B is about no more. And and I'm sorry, I was almost I almost dropped the f bomb. But R and B music, mainstream R and B music, is about effing. That's, that's all it's about. But they and, can't and, even and, do and, that. It's not even effing with attachment. It's not even it's not even the old school game where you had to pretend like you cared about the person to get to the f. It ain't even that no more. Now it's it's just a straight slide into my DM. I'm only here for one night. Take on me. A high reference. <laughs> this guy sliding him in the door, man. I destroyed my world with that, man. But I, can't, I, mean, yeah. I can't see Disney the same way anymore. <laughs> but I mean, but he, but he's right. It's he's just, absolutely right. His music is so bad, and the pandemic made it worse. I didn't think it could. I didn't think it could, but clearly it did. Except for, except for the dudes who do beats. Those guys who do beats. Man, they probably got a backload of hot beats that they can live off for years. I'm gonna be honest, man, and and just if, if I'm just talking about hip the hip hop genre, there has probably never been a better time for producers right now because some of the samples, I mean, of course, we're, I mean, of course, I'm I'm privy to a lot of the samples because they're sampling stuff that was hot in the '90s and early 2000s yeah. now. But I mean, some of the sampling and the creativity in which they're sampling with and and a lot of the hooks that are coming out right now are hot. It's just the rest of the track ain't. I mean, but but he's so right. It's like, and yeah, I I will be the old man in the room and that's okay. But it's just like. I can't wait till we get to my segment because y'all both hit on points that I'm getting on with my segment. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of over it, man. I'm kind of over it. I'm over that. I just am. And I'm very disappointed in in, song, in people who claim to be able to write music and write songs. I'm disappointed in all of you. Because for the most part, you've all come out with trash. And there goes my fork. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, number two. You know... Once again, me and Moby we're vibing too hard today. Like, what's the best way to say this? Like, not just the pandemic's being politicized. Like, everything's being politicized. I was really cool until the point where, you know, the election has been lost. Okay. Lex was stolen. Whatever, man. Do your do do justice in court. Go to court. Everything's getting tossed out. Electoral College is like, look, man, Biden won. You know, Congress will do take care of the business on the six, but they're talking about a coup, and that's all craziness. Like, I just don't understand when education became a problem in our country because most of us went to high school most of us learned about 30% that we know from high school as far as just book stuff and I talk about it all the time 8th grade civics it is what it is look man all these boo boo the fools out here still believing that the Trump, stole, the Trump Trump's election was stolen from him 
Like, I got some land in Florida that I can sell you tomorrow. But the lack of common sense in this country is killing me. Like, I cool 70 some thousand people voted for Trump. Trump. Some, some million people voted for Trump. Fine, it happens. I don't care. The Supreme Court told you no twice. And now you're going for it, you're going for a third one. Really? I mean, they told you no twice. And then on top of that, they're talking about, well, you know, martial law. Now we got people talking out here, you should put stuff in martial law. Like, how dumb is the people in this United States of America? Like, I can't deal with, I can't deal with the unintelligence. I can't deal with the, hey, you can learn some stuff. You got this great phone on your hip. You know, one out of every four people got an iPhone. You got a computer, a tablet, or something. Can Biden still lose the election? No. I I mean, like, I don't understand like how they're still thinking this. This, this is killing me. It's just killing me. I don't understand. And then you can't do a coup because you don't got the numbers. If you want to do a coup, you got the, you don't got the numbers. Like mathematically, one plus one equals two. You do not have the numbers, so I don't understand. Oh my God, how much longer is this crap gonna go on? This is probably the most I've ever seen you talk with your hands. Because I'm like. animated at this point, and I'm mad. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it, man. I, I'm just. I'm sick of basic unintelligence basic simple things look man I'm sorry the majority of people in our country have an 8th grade education which means you probably flunked civics or whatever but you at least knows you, you, you attended civics possibly look man 72 million people didn't flunk 8th grade more like 40 million but those other 32 million didn't why are we still dealing with this I'm just over it. And then my third one is the worst. It is the worst out of all of it. I did not realize. Clearly, I woke, I went to sleep one day and I woke up and 126 people in our Congress said, yes, sir, Donald Trump, you are a god. And I'm like, why? Why are they why do they want to get rid of democracy and give someone authoritarian rule? It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I didn't see 300, but I heard it was good. I mean, you know, every time there's a dictator, what happens? Somebody takes him out. Why do you want to be on that side of this? I'm just over it. Trump is a dude who's 72, had COVID, and looks like his hair is going to fly off his head if a hard gust of wind comes by. And y'all praising this dude like he's higher than Jesus Christ. And I'm just, I don't understand it. All because of some people. Guess what? You won, he lost. Why does it matter? He ain't running four years. Who's thinking he's running four years? Like, let it go, people. <laughs> but look, man, I mean... 
<laughs> but see, here's the funny, the funny thing about that is, throughout the whole election with Biden, he talked about how old Biden was. So, like, in four years, whoever's going to run against, if he decides to run, they're going to be like, four years ago, you said Biden was old and he couldn't do it. What makes you think you can do it? You ain't spry. I mean, you are classically obese. Come from somebody who's fat. I mean, I don't understand what makes you think that you're going to be better than that dude. Man. Spray tan. That ain't enough, man. Spray tan makes you look a different color, but it doesn't do nothing about your hair. Because the dude's hair be flopping in the wind. I'm like, your toupee is... What is it? Grossly grotesque. It's like the worst thing ever, man. I'm just, like, I can't wait for 2011, 2011. Yeah, 2021, simply because my hope is by the summer, the political machine will calm down. That's it's my never hope. going backwards. I mean, good hope is never going backwards. Never going to get it. Probably. So, you know, that's my three, man. I mean, and the only... <laughs> And really a negative, but it should be a positive. Because of all this crap, I watch way too much CNN. I need to wean myself off that because you watch like, way too much. I'm, yo, man, like Chris Cuomo to D Lemon's transition, man. It's the best ten minutes on TV. I mean, it is, man. <laughs> but like, I see Wolf Blitzer, man, and he looks like he's ready to like punch somebody in the face. Man, Wolf Blitzer don't give two f's. You can I just mean, see it on his face. Yeah, he's just like this guy's. Like honestly, he if he ever got a live mic, he could say he wanted to say. He would probably throw so many f bombs. They would cancel CNN. The FCC would shut him down. <laughs> I feel like Wolf Blitzer is like. I mean, I hope I, that's how he goes out into the sunlight. Yeah. I hope he just says, "You know what? F this." Says everything he feels and just yeah, walks off. Walks out. Go home to his black wife and be happy. I mean, and then. Like, I didn't know who Aaron Burnett was till two months ago. Now I watch out front way too much. Like, she's got something important to say. Nothing against Aaron Burnett, but I'm like, they regurgitate the same thing every hour. And it's like, and I'm sitting there. It's 24 hours news. I mean, that's that's what they're going to do. Just like ESPN, after a while, you start showing the same clips. And then on the sad thing about that is, yo, Dan Levitar is leaving ESPN. What the hell? Yeah, January 3rd is his last day. What? For real? I'm wow. sad with that. I'm sad. I am too. I like that guy. That means that means his show is going to be gone, man. And it's never going to be fun again. So we're going to be left with Stu Gotts then? No, Stu Gotts is going with him too, apparently. Wow, okay. So were they going over no. Fox? No, nah, he has his own network. Yeah. Like, internet network. He's just, you know... I like Dan Levitard. I ain't got no issue with the, ma- with the man. ESPN just didn't want to renew his contract. Probably ratings and crap. But that don't mean I'm going to go watch his stuff. Unless, you know, that show is going to be on his network. Then I may go watch. But I don't know who's going to have him on it because he would have to pay ESPN people to do it. So I don't know how that's going to work. But, yeah, that's enough of that. That's that's three things we're disappointed in. I think I went to five, but it is what it is. All right, Mo B, it's your turn. All right, so we kind of touched on it, but um, yeah. So my segment actually sparked from a conversation we were having the other day, Ruben. But um, 
Yeah, man. So in 2016, I realized that my relationship with hip hop was over. And it's not that it's not that I don't love it anymore. I just I came to my comment. I used to love her phase of hip hop now. And four years later, I'm finally like at peace with that. And unlike so many of my friends who <sighs> went the Nas route where they just basically started saying hip hop is dead, you know, this ain't real hip hop no more. I just, I've realized that hip hop ain't a Disney princess. Um, there is no happily ever after. And it, to be honest, it's a hoe. It can't be faithful to anyone. Um, like music speaks to the youth spirit. And I mean, so in 2016, that moment was the the double XL cipher, which is probably in my in my spirit one of the worst moments in hip hop for me. <laughs> when I had to hear Anderson Pack, who's actually I really like him as an artist, but I had to hear him on a cipher with 21 Savage, who actually I don't think too ill of 21 Savage, but then Kodak Black and Lil Uzi Vert and designer and Lil Yachty and basically it was like the whole point of the cypher was all these rappers trying to act like rapping didn't matter to them like they could care less about rapping like one line Kodak Black said was like who gave me this sorry tale beat and I'm like DJ Drama's back there a legend giving you a beat and it I realized that the art form that I loved was dead and in the in the capacity that I fell in love with it. Now it doesn't mean it's dead. It just means it ain't for me. I'm not its target audience anymore. I'm an old dude. And much like, you know, I can never fully explain to somebody who's a senior to me in hip hop, like how I felt the first time I heard UGK Pocket Full of Stones, or how I felt when Andre 3000 was on stage and raised up the award, said the South got something to say. Like those are things that resonated in me. And I realized those were moments for somebody like 15, 20 years older than me. That's when hip hop died for them because there was a transition of hip hop where it was going to something that wasn't familiar anymore. It wasn't just a whole bunch of New York dudes going ha, 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 between every line. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait. Just stop. Just stop. Preach. Gotta get Preach. Do that again. <laughs> I'm just saying so there, there's a transition and you know I, I realized that in the midst of this transition even though there's so much music out there that I think is awful. Like I think I think it's sad that lyricism is considered uncool now. Where I hear people like Lil Pump saying "f all that lyricist stuff," and I hear people like Lil Yachty say um, "lyricism bores me," and I'm just like, that was the art form, and now now the art form is we want to party and talk about doing drugs and seem disinterested. And like we're so cool on this track that we ain't even got to try and i mean that's that's my generation's fault though because all the music that i grew up to was a whole generation of people talking about selling drugs and going through their impoverished struggles from the streets to to making it and so why are we so surprised that the next generation is just a whole bunch of drug users i mean we we kind of encourage that and it's it's speaking to a positive place in hip-hop because for a long time, 
all the rappers were coming from the same place. Even if they weren't coming from the geographical same place, everybody had the story of I'm coming from the projects or something to, you know, something from nothing. And now we're in a place where musically, I look at somebody like Lil Yachty and I'm like, yeah, something tells me that he didn't grow up in the projects. He probably grew up in a suburb, middle class family. Like, it's actually being accepted to actually come from other places now in hip hop, although they still try to get to the same place of street cred. But there's something to be said for the fact that hip hop has expanded so much that now you can be from anywhere doing anything and find an audience. And so as much as I would love to hear somebody like a J. Cole come and foster in another generation of lyricists and don't get me wrong there actually are some like ruben you said that you know there haven't been a lot of good albums of 2020 there actually have been some good albums i've been finding them and i've been finding them in places that i didn't think i would find them because it was music that i would never have tried to listen to before i mean i told you before like you know i've listened to some money bag yo stuff and i'm like you know is he my first choice no but i mean is there more depth to his lyricism not really but he's clever he actually does spit bars i mean like he's not mumble rapping i I still don't understand how people listen to mumble rap but once again not target audience i'm the old dude that's got to accept that the love of my life is effing other people now and i just got to be all right with it i mean it don't mean that i gotta like it but I'm, but I ain't got a hater for it, you know what I'm saying? So when I hear Lil Uzi Vert and Future, <laughs> I can pretend to be happy for them. Like I treat it like a, the the ex that you you know you really still got feelings for, but you ain't trying to let her know that. So I just be like, oh cool, you know how you doing? You know, oh I'm, I'm so happy for you. Cool, get get out my face. That's that's how I feel about a lot of the music that's out right now. But I'm gonna give it a chance. I. Because honestly, I realize that everybody who's listening to music and loves what it is now, in about 15 years, they're going to be right where I am when it comes to music. They're going to be thinking, this is terrible. It used to be great back in the day. <sighs> Look, man, hip hop's a hoe. If you think she's faithful to you, you fooling yourself. That's all I got, man. Listening to you has given me a deeper <laughs> understanding to that movie I saw like 15 years ago called uh, Brown Sugar. Oh, yeah, because it was basically just completely talking about Common's I Used to Love Her song, which, to be honest, that was one of that was one of the songs that introduced me to the, the idea of like clever lyricism, like to actually be in depth with lyrics that I wouldn't say that's the moment I fell in love with rap because that, that's that's corny. To be honest, when I fell in love with rap was when I was transitioning from moving to Georgia, from Georgia to Virginia, and then Outkast, it just got hot. So it was always like, hey, there's a piece of home for me on the radio and in albums. But I mean, look, everybody has that moment with music and it happens when you're young where you fall in love with it. And then you realize when you get old that that feeling ain't there no more because the music is for the next young people, not you. Understood. Preach. Preach. Wow. That was good. That was really good. That's scary. That's scary. what it is, man. But you know what's scarier? The fact that frat dudes are moving heavy drugs. Man, them boys been watching power too much. That's all that is. They have been watching a lot of power. 
a drug ring. So first of all, <laughs> I gotta ask. So, you know, UNC Chapel Hill, how do UNC Chapel Hill do people even get along? It's just interesting by itself. Appalachian State, like that came out of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, they traffic more than a thousand pounds of marijuana, 700 kilograms of coke, and significant quantities of other drugs, including ecstasy, to fraternity members, fraternity members, and other students. And yeah, every time I get pulled over, they ask me, do I have drugs? <laughs> nah, dude, I don't go to Duke. I can't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, 21 people got arrested for conspiracy to dis- distribute cocaine and marijuana. First of all, you know the kind of financial backing you got to have to do that? Somebody's got it. Hmm. And I wonder where it came from. Hey, you know... We don't allow us on our campus. Well, you're not doing a good job of it then. You need to. Or maybe they're just doing a better job. And then I guess one of the suppliers, possibly, one of the suppliers was in California. California. How did they get all those drugs from California? Like I said, they they were watching too much power, man, and stuff. I mean, come on, man. He was sentenced to 73 months in prison. I like the fact that they basically use 73 months in prison instead of using a little over six years. Because if it's, if you said six years, everybody'd be like, what? That ain't enough time. <laughs> 73 months. Oh, he gonna be in there forever. No. No. It's less than six years, five years of supervised release, and he had to pay 250 grand. I think he's got the cash. Just saying. And I'm just like, what? I mean, yeah, maybe this is power gone bad. Hey, but man, you know, can I speak on this, man? I mean, you know something about this? This small time stuff, man. <laughs> this small time. Hey, he's not right. And, 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 no, and, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dime my old college out. But I attended a college that had less than 1,500 people there, and there was only. 64 people that looked anywhere close to my complexion and we had a FBI sting on campus that saw almost 25 people get arrested and I mean it never made the news the right people so I mean it's not shocking to see a drug ring I mean I'm on a campus with 1500 people and 20 people got arrested for like cocaine, heroin, all types of stuff. That means everybody knew them. I mean, I knew them. I mean, look, I wasn't there at the time. I was currently at that a family week- barbecue. Yeah, that, that weekend, <laughs> I was at my cousin's house. <laughs> Man, Ray Ray. That sounds weak already. <laughs> it sounds weak, but the, the truth of the matter is, I actually really was at my cousin's house that weekend because one of the people on campus his mom worked for the fbi so we kind of knew it was coming so a couple of us got up out look i wasn't even involved but i just figured if there's only 63 people that look like me i'm probably a target and at the time you know being 6'3 300 pounds this color hair and i had it all over the place (laughs) you know what i'm saying like i was going to be the person that got identified no matter what like I could have just been walking across the street and be like, you know what? I did see that dude. There. <laughs> Get him. So I just figured when stuff like that was going on, I needed to not be anywhere in the area because 
if anything ever went down, I was going to get identified. You need to dip out. Yeah, so I mean, I just, you know, I went to I went back to Portsmouth where it was safe. Wow. <laughs> that said a lot. <laughs> I'm going to Pizza so I don't get arrested. What? <laughs> going back to going back to Portsmouth where it's safe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not surprised at seeing drug rings going on at let's be let's call it what it is at these big white schools. I ain't surprised. I mean Appalachian State though. Big white school. You ain't seeing a lot of and a lot of us three at Appalachian State. And if we are there, they assume we play football. They or import basketball. us. They they import us. But the thing is about Appalachian State that I was gonna say the reason why it fit for me, it wasn't an anomaly. Well, I was like, you have you have these it's an isolated college in an isolated place, and all there is to do is get high. That's a perfect, perfect place. And we're getting marijuana. Education. I'm sure they got plenty of places around there to grow it. Exactly. I mean, you know, or get an education. But hey, who does that? Uh, see, we ain't talking about that. Hey, why can't you do both at the same time? These dudes are studying business. They know about profit loss, you know, revenue, return on investment. Look, they're getting real life applications of business. Who are you to shun them for? You're right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you know. Hey, why do that? You know. So, yeah, I don't want to talk about it anymore because that's not boring. Mobius ruined it for everybody. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I thought Mobius part was interesting. I thought. I mean, it is, but I ain't got I ain't got nothing to talk about. So we're gonna move on. <laughs> I mean, when, when common sense hits you in the face, what do you want to do? I mean, I could, <laughs> but you know, it would not be culturally, you know, sensitive. So, look, man. Like, I hope one day that I get rich, or whatever, or I'm well off. But like, really, when my mom gonna try to sue me? for being my mom. What is going on in this world? The Chris Rock moment, man. I mean, that last stand-up he had where he said, when he was going talking about his divorce, he was like, I realized that the judge got dressed, put on a suit, put on a robe. The lawyers that my wife put on a, had a suit. Um, everybody in this courtroom was here to get my money. Yeah. He said, that's when I realized I made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so Vanessa Bryant's mom, Kobe Bryant's wife, is demanding $5 million of financial support. What? Actually, that's back pay. Um, financial support, back pay, because last time I checked, I didn't realize you get paid to be a mom, somebody's mom, or whatever. But hey, she worked unpaid as a, quote, longtime personal assistant and nanny, unquote, AKA grandma, to the family. I mean, and she also lived in a <laughs> a gated community condo for free. Yeah, just saying. And yeah, she claimed prior to Kobe Bryant's death on the 26th of January that he had promised to take care of her for the rest of her life. That's because you married. To, that's because you the mom and his wife. That don't mean like literally they owe you money. It does. I mean, I'm, gonna have, I'm gonna have a very controversial take on this, so I'm gonna let you finish because it's gonna I mean, sound, it's gonna be, too, it's gonna be mean. I mean, it is gonna be mean, and I probably know how you're going, but I'm like, how you gonna do this when this man's dead? Like, literally, you trying to collect that cash 
now that he ain't there no more? Oh yeah, I was personal sister and nanny to my grandchildren. So I need to get paid for that. I didn't realize we were doing that these days, but I guess we are. So it's probably good I don't got no kids because now I ain't got to pay my parents for watching them. Now my other brothers, I don't know. Y'all better start writing them checks because if you can get sued because you got to watch your grandchildren, then I mean, I don't know what else to tell you, bro. You can be sued for anything nowadays, man. I mean, clearly. But it's the American damn. dream. But damn. I mean, really? I mean, you suing me because I allow you to be a grandparent to my children? What the blue hell is this? Moby, I mean, I need to hear what you're what you talking about, man. Cause I mean, look, man, this should be an easy case. Like, if, if I'm... If I'm Vanessa Bryant's lawyer, I'm simply going to go to court and say something that's going to sound terrible. I'm like, I'm sorry, Your Honor. She misunderstood because she's an old woman. What Kobe said is he would take care of her as long as he was alive. He did. Case closed. True. I mean, <laughs> it's not like he was in. A, she was in his will or whatnot. Exactly. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. He did. He did. I'll take care of you for the rest of your life. But he did. But how cold of a parent you got to be to sue your own kid for money? All Look, parents man. are not created equal, my friend. I mean, yeah, Liz Lohan is that. Like, there are a up. lot of parents out there that think that their kids owe them. So I'm just letting you know. And as a parent, I'm really curious to see your take on that part of it. I mean, um, I, I think that's pathetic, man. Like, it's. <laughs> I could never see any scenario in which I'd ever sue my kid for money. Even if they did owe me, even if I did write them up a bill, like, and say, hey, these are for the 18 years I supported you. Like, the same thing I tell my mom when she tries to get mad at me about her stretch marks. I ain't asked to be here. You you and somebody had sex. You brought me. I didn't you come here. Somebody. Somebody. Yeah, look, man, look. I, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to say nothing. You know, I... I know who I know who they say my dad is, oh, but I wow. mean I wasn't there. Oh God! <laughs> oh man! The only person you can ever be for show is your mom. Is your mom because you came out of her? As far as you know. Yeah, I mean, look, that's the story I got. That's what everybody <laughs> said. I do kind of favor her a bit. <laughs> Okay, I just was curious because my first thought was I know people like the elder Bryant. I mean, uh, what's her name? Lane? Is that what it is? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Grandma. And, I, and I'm just like, first of all, you're at, like Ruben said, you're asking to be back paid $96 an hour over 18 years to be a grandma. I thought grandma was free. Clearly not. Now, they broke you off that entire time they were married because you live rent-free in a really nice dwelling in a really nice part of town. Yeah, I feel like they should do a counterclaim against her and be like, all right, we'll gladly pay you this $5 million, but based on your mortgage and rent from these 18 years, probably factored up to about 10, 12 mil. We'll give you the 5 mil. You give us 12 back. We call it even. <laughs> I mean, she lived. She lived in Newport Beach, man. That's one of the most expensive areas in LA. Well, I mean, and I know, know she ain't paid the power. Nope, she, she probably ain't cooking that no more. She didn't pay anything. They paid it all. All she Richard. did was show up and live there. 
That's Man, she should she be surprised that Kobe didn't write a, a bill in his will. That that means that means <laughs> well, and that's the crazy part. That means he probably kind of liked her. But now I know he's just like he's probably talking to Vanessa now, baby. Kick out. Cause you know Kobe. If first of all, she wouldn't dare do this if Kobe was alive. Hell no. And if Kobe, I mean Kobe is watching down, he's probably trying to contact Vanessa and be like, yo. Cut that chick off, like literally. And really, the reason why any of it happened, just like I said in the article, Vanessa wanted her mom taken care of. But I do think that this strikes this strikes me as some mother daughter issues that come from the mom. Because any I mean, person, that would, any parent or slash person that would do this, it's just it's just it's just foul. It's just foul. And then you I mean, she's gonna her, lose more if she wins, huh? She's gonna lose more sweat. And you know what? Honestly, if I was Vanessa, I'll have you have a choice. You can take this five mil and never talk to me and my family again, or you can be done with this lawsuit and we'll consider it. Nah, I'm done. Cause she'd probably take the five mil. If you're willing to sue your own daughter, you're probably willing to take that five mil and disappear. Then, then you know what? I would just give her the five mil, have her disappear. Because nah, they, bro, that's cause you ain't got five mil. If you had no. five mil, you wouldn't be trying to get it to nobody. Well, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna, <laughs> I disagree because if she did it once, what makes you think she won't do it again whenever she gets mad? Well, about see, that's what I was gonna say. It, it never ends with people like that. Yeah, I mean, Look, but, man, when, when you got money like that, you got lawyers on retainer, so it ain't like you paying any extra. So let her try to sue as many times as she wants. I mean, and here's the crazy part: it's like, you know, it'd be different if. If Kobe wasn't so, I mean, and we're gonna talk about it. Kobe wasn't so well liked in the world, cause now you looking like a greedy old chick. Because no, 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 she's not looking like a greedy old chick. She is a greedy old chick. Well, I mean, there's but, a uh, difference. Well, yeah, there's <laughs> a difference. There's a difference. True, but I guess what I'm saying is, like, the only reason why you put something like this out in public is to try to make the person you're suing try to look bad. That's not going to work here. Like, if her lawyer told her to do that, that dude needs to be fired. No, her lawyer, her lawyer basically said, let's try to go get this money. Like, it ain't. Lawyers who take cases like this ain't trying, don't care about how they look. They care about how they get paid. Yeah, but I guess the question is, she doesn't care about her family. And that's what it's all said and done. Well, my We've already is, established that. When you made the lawsuit, you established you didn't care about your family. Yeah, because my the biggest thing I was thinking about when I was reading it was, where is this all of a sudden coming from when you already, you're already living your life for free? It wasn't going to stop. So you went on public TV and, and, and just like drug your daughter through the mud and, and demanded stuff that you were really already getting. Like I said before, I know where that condo is. I know how much it probably costs. You're living a life you can't afford and you're getting alimony from your ex-husband. Why would you yeah. say anything? That's just like, keep that moving. I mean, I don't understand where any of this is coming from. You can never pay broke people enough. Well, there it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless Vanessa says something, I mean, threatened her or whatever, which I can't see that. I'm like, I was just like, why? Unless she, unless she that? drove to her mom's house, bumping money bag, yo, I thought a broke chick said something. 
There's no reason for this lawsuit. <laughs> I thought a broke chick said so. <laughs> well, I mean, because the article even says that Vanessa said, quote, earlier this year, I was looking for a new home for her. And a week later, she went on television and gave an interview disparaging our family and making false accusations while living rent-free in a gated apartment complex in Newport Coast. Even That's after- what happened. That's even- what happened. She yeah. was probably telling her mom, hey, we got to downsize this because even though I got a little bit of change, we don't have money still coming in like when Kobe was alive. So we got to downsize. And she was like, no, nah, you ain't about to have me out here living like some broke chick. And then she's like... <laughs> Yeah, even after that portrayal, I was willing to provide her mother with monthly support for the rest of her life, and that still wasn't good enough. Hold on, and she was about to pay you, and then you was like, nah. And then she contacted her through in midair, through other people. Cause she's like, my phone number ain't changed. Demanded five million, a house, and a Mercedes SUV. Well, I gotta be a Mercedes. You can't have that Ford feet, that Ford Focus SUV up. Whatever. Man. She, I need that Mercedes um, emblem for her glaucoma. <laughs> I'm nearly 70 years old. She said, I'm nearly 70 years old. My health is deteriorating and my own daughter is doing this to me. Well, maybe because you went through other people to be like hold you. On, hold this. on. The, the doing this to you is not giving you a bend? Yep. That's what it is. Because, see, again, she's playing. Uh, she is playing the parent card. I'm the mom and you owe me. How could you? How could you treat me this way? Now that'll play with a lot of parents. It will. But, but what I'm thing. saying is, your daughter doesn't owe you like that. The Allen Iverson mama syndrome. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? You're living rent free in an apartment, and you want a house. Like, why does it matter where you live? You ain't paying for it. It's not like you live. It's not like you can't pay broke people enough. No, because all she sees is their estate is worth well over a half a billion dollars and so you I'm got your it. mom you owe me and she basically like you got it exactly Man, they, 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 my she, mom ain't like that she is spending her money like it's hers and she feels entitled many parents do this and, and if you, you want to be can. honest that's probably the the number one reason why professional athletes go broke it ain't because of their frivolous spending some of them spend too much, but a lot of it is just because all these people now around them think they owe money. I gave I you much money. Come on, come on, cuz you got it. You got it. Exactly. Yeah, I do have I mean, it for me. And for all I got this startup company idea. All I need is a small investment of two point five million from you. Really? <laughs> he said a small investment. That was good. <laughs> I mean, and for all those people, I say watch. Michael Vick thirty, Michael Vick thirty for thirty. Main example, man. I mean, because at least I appreciate the way Ludacris did it. He's like, look, you gonna roll with me? We gonna fix your credit? We gonna put you in school? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you get up. But then you gonna work for me? Which why not? That's the way to do it. I mean, look at LeBron's crew. Yeah. I mean, they're they're a prime example of like some people mistakenly think that his people around him are mooching off of him like no he put all his people in position to, to make their own money to make their own money and they just happen to do it with him rich paul man rich paul perfect example 
the guy he put the dude in school. Hey, I want you to become an agent. He died. Do you know why he met him? The dude was selling jerseys out the back of a trunk. <laughs> I mean, Master P, man, as long as your hustle is real, you know, you can accomplish anything. And that's a dude who didn't know nothing and learned everything by himself. And it's just no talent. Zero talent. Who, Master P? Yeah. Uh, P had a talent. He had a talent for motivating people. Well, I mean, he had, like, ta- he had talent for getting people to believe in the same vision that he had. He didn't have a talent for rapping, but I'll I give mean, him a neither did half the industry. <laughs> he just finished telling you about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Hey, I'm just saying. Make him say, uh. There you go. I'm just saying, man, I just think that she's an awful parent. That's all. Oh, definitely. Your kids no, definitely. man, don't don't do that. Don't. She's an awful person. Don't just limit it to parent. Oh, She's an awful person. I'll go for that. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't realize I was limiting because her. She, I'm, because I'm he's right. Because she treats everybody in her life that way. Yeah, because if you treat your kid like that, man, no ain't nobody you. else getting any better treatment. No tell <laughs> man. Because you know what's gonna happen, right? After she loses this joint, Vanessa gonna put her out. She's gonna have to. But and again, I mean, I ain't mad at that. But again, that 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 the power that parents have over their kids is strong, and I don't think that she'll do that, even though she. Well, should. not not only that, because she has actually been around the grandkids so much, because th- so there's really no way to punish the mom without punishing her kids. Well, some people don't let anybody hold their kids hostage, and they'll just cut it off. It depends. I don't see her. You're, you're right. For real. You're right. But but uh, but once again. A lot of times that ends badly too because if you just it's depending on how old the kids are when the kids are old enough to understand what's going on typically but when they're young and they have a relationship forged like that all they're going to know is mama don't let me see grandma no more truth there's a lot of leverage in that too yeah i mean she's got she's got a 17 year old she's got like a five-year-old and an 18 month old so 18 month old yeah doesn't really know what's going on four-year-old she's four but seventeen year old, oh man, she she's probably like, whatever. <laughs> oh man, it's a bad situation, and it didn't have to be that way. And so, for, and really, it didn't have to be that way for what all this is based on, which is money. Yep. You were going to be taken care of. What else did you want? But like Mo said, can't pay broke people enough. Because that's nope. a, that's a keep it moving type of situation. I am living my entire life like a child. I don't pay anything. And I have everything. So, really? Is that what we're doing? And the only thing of real substance I did was birth somebody who married the right person. Exactly. Time to go. And really, the only reason Kobe did any of this is because he wanted to stay married. So... Just saying. I mean, is it that why all men exactly. deal with most of the in-law stuff? Like, exactly. And, and I'm lucky. I, I love my in-law. Like, I love her. But like, I hear about so many other people with horror stories. I'm just like, God. I know you can't do nothing about it. Like, nope. you marry their family too. It just, yep. it just is what it is. <laughs> because a dude doesn't have the same leverage with in-laws that that the, the wives do. You just nope. gonna put up with whatever her mama say to you. That's just <sighs> it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you want to be married, you better marry. I told you, you better marry the right one. And it can't be the other way around. No, it's not. It's just, that's a man issue. That is a man issue. Because I promise you, if you let your if you let your uh, 
if you let your mom undress your wife, you won't stay married long. Your 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 <laughs> your husband, your wife's husband. Oh, he's fair game. I'm. T- I promise you, that's what's going on. This Don't get a- me wrong. There've been some moments where I just want to be like Herb Dean. Right, right. We lost him. Yeah, I know he wanted to be like Herb Dean, and then he went. Oh, yeah, there he is. Oh, there he is. Who's yeah, I realize sometimes I just want to let it happen too, but I realize got to stay living with her so better not let so then i'm in the unfavorable position as most men are when it comes to you know between their wife and their mom you got to play mediator yeah i really just make me don't want to get married but well look that's a small that's a small thing man because you know you learn how to play that mediator role so well man like look i'm good at being the adult in the room i'm good at it I would have never I, I, said I, I that. I dance with it. I'm smooth with it. <laughs> I, I, I know how to make. I know how to make a good joke. <laughs> I hope you're listening. I hope you're listening. Because I mean, look, I, I, look, I, I know how to make my mom laugh. Because I know that that's the only thing I can do before she cut a chick. So I just, I know <laughs> when it's time to make her laugh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Look, look, man. Anybody, anybody that can be five foot one. And call every person that she knows over six foot little. I mean, she knows some things, man. Like she knows some things. I mean, that's real. That's real. <laughs> so all my I mean, friends, jo- all my friends that. joke when she come around and be like little Tico, and I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm always gonna be little to her. Yeah. And, and, that, and that ain't in the emotional mother way. That's in the she'll still kill me way. Like I'm, I'm cool with that. Like I, I understand. I respect that. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, bro. And, and I would look at my mom sometimes, man, and I wonder how a five foot two woman can have that much juice over me. I'll kill you, but I wouldn't. How does that work? That's just look, magic, look, man. man. As magic. I got older, as I got older, I learned some things like by by following context clues about my mom. Because I mean, look, on the surface level, my mom is nice. She's sweet. Yeah. She, she joke with you. She does. But then you know, as I got older, I started to like notice little things like. You know, when we be around people that she grew up with, they start calling her things like Yo-Yo. Like, when your nickname is Yo-Yo and you from Petersburg and South Richmond, like, yeah, all right, I can, up, I can pick up some context clues. And then I heard the story about, you know, my mom and dad's first date and my dad getting punked by Moses Malone. Then I realized, yeah, my mom knows some people. Like, she, she knows some things. Like, that's a funny story, though. Like... And I, I can't even be mad at my dad. Part of me wants to be like, man, you got punked by somebody on on the date. Like, but then I'm like, Moses Malone was like seven foot, two hundred everything, <laughs> and everything. couldn't and couldn't read at the time. And you know, you know, you knew he was, you knew he was hood affiliated, like straight from Petersburg. So I can't imagine this seven foot dude walking up to my mom and looking at my mom, going, "Hey, yo, yo, what you doing with this nigga?" And I can see how he would just be like, all right, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. You know what I'm saying? I'm keep my mouth shut. All right. <laughs> we had to bleep that out. No, we're not. Was there a warning? There's a warning to start this show. I bleep nothing out anymore. And look, man, I was I was quoting someone. That wasn't coming from me. That was, <laughs> that was Moses Malone, rest in peace. That had nothing to do with me. <laughs> I'm just saying wow. that was the way the story was told to me. And based on all the things I know, that was a true story. 
babe. I don't see how it couldn't be. Moses Malone was not tiny by no means. Nope. And him and my mom are really good friends. <laughs> well, all right. Wow. Way to destroy that story about moms. I'm just saying, man, like, you know, mothers have power. That's all we were trying to let you know, man. Like, if you get, if you ever get married, man, just realize that um, she gonna have power and so will her mom yep. over you. I mean, when, when, you, when you find out that your mom used to cut wood, you know, for the house and stuff, after you went and cut wood and you realize that cutting wood is not the easiest thing in the world, and then you find out that your mom used to cut wood, I'm like, Hey, my mom's what five one five two, priest. You know, yeah, man. And see, the other thing about that is, I wouldn't mess with my mom one because, yeah, she, you know, she might might Tyson me, and I will have no. Because I mean, what what am I gonna do? I'm not gonna hit her. Are you? Crazy? I say you got two things going against you. One, you know she'll hit you, and two, you know if you ever do anything back, everybody Ooh. else gonna oh, come yeah, after man. you. So you you helpless. I mean, like. I would never be safe in this world anymore. So, you know, it's one of those things where, hey man, I love my mother and we keep the peace. And that's, and even if I wanted to, I'd never think about it, never. It don't even pop in my head. Cause you know, family had that mental stuff, man. I wish you would think about that. Like that's the whole thing before, man. I wish you would think about that. What do you think about what? Don't think about it. What, don't, what are you talking about? I don't know what I'm not supposed to think about. And I don't want to know. Cause I'm not with, trying to get got. With most confrontations, it's fight or flight. But when it comes to to mothers, it's flight. Always oh, okay. flight. There's no fight. All flight. Now, oh, yeah, women in general, what are you gonna do? The rules, well, the rules apply whether it's your mom or not. You just that, that's true. That's true. But like you know, I can I cannot be moved by most women. Most women can't get under my skin at all. True. Like I'm, I'm a robot when it comes to that. Like just, I don't care. But my mom can get under my skin, and I just realized I just gotta exit. I just yeah. gotta gracefully exit the room. Hands up! Don't shoot. I gotta make a joke, and then I gotta say something about my job. I gotta act like I'm on my phone, and I gotta walk out the room. And come back 20 minutes later. Hope everything. Yeah, and, and, and hope that she forgets it, cause she never lets. Cause you know, once once they know they got you, they just gonna. Poke, poke, poke the bear. Yeah, so you you gotta. Stop like, so I'm good up. at dancing. I'm good at dancing though. I, I get off of it. I hear you. Wow. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not good at dancing. I just don't come to the dance anymore. Yeah, man. When you see that door open up, it's like, I'm good. I'm going this way. Do 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 do. Just go out. So. Man. Gotta wow. learn how to crack a joke, man. Look, man, yeah. I think every, I think every successful comedian has one thing in common. They probably had a mama that was slapped the sh- out of them, so they had to learn how to make her laugh. Because you know you got to avoid the confrontation. <laughs> you know, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. That's like the one thing I loved about my parents, man. Never been hit in the face. Never, never. Not saying I didn't get whoopings. Never. You know, hit in the face. I, I never get hit in the face either because she knew that leaves marks. That's what I was gonna say. Would it hit you with a bag of oranges or something, man? I mean, what? I mean, you know, you got sometimes you gotta go get the switch, man. The switch is going getting the switch is a powerful mental mind. Going and getting the switch is psychological. Oh, it, ain't yeah, even, it ain't even about getting that hit. 
or the multiple hits that are going to ensue. It's about that walk to the tree where you got to think about all the, the right things. Like you be like, all right, I can't get a, a flimsy one because then she might hit me with the whole tree. That's right, man. I, I can't go get one that's going to break on the first hit because then she might hit me with the whole tree. I don't want to get one that's super flexible because, you know, that thing hits you like four or five times wrapping around. Oh, yeah. So you're in, there, cool. you're in there making self-abuse decisions <laughs> the whole walk. Like, how crazy? That's basically like taking somebody to Guantanamo Bay and saying, hey, you going to tell me how I'm going to torture you. <laughs> <laughs> and, if, and if you tell me something weak, I'm going to make it twice as hard. And, and, yeah. It'd be good. <laughs> I mean, that's when you start thinking, how many hits can I absorb without crying? Well, nah, I mean, that's, that, that's when you got to try to get yourself in that mental place, that mental place where you, you, you're just willing to block out all the pain and you're just willing to, to pass out. And then, you get, <laughs> and then you get to the part, they break you down and a tear comes. I'll give you something to cry for. What? What? I'm, I'm already getting something to cry for. You gonna now give me something to cry for? And actually, for Man. the record, my my mom gave out worse beatings than my dad ever thought about. Just for the record. Repeat that again. I said my mom gave out worse beatings than my dad ever thought about. Just for the record. I mean, I don't know, I, man. I don't know how that works, but yeah, she she oh I, man, she was awful. I don't know, man, because I mean, the the Brown family do some beatings. I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, that 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 makes sense because I'm telling you, my mom was much worse than my dad ever was. Ah oh, man, they. I think they came together and like uh, came systematically. Yeah, it won't no united front in my house either. Like I think my dad. No, I was united front in my house. I think I think my dad assaulted me one time. Assaulted. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I mean, because because I mean, that's that's what that's what happened. It was, it was <laughs> And I mean, look on retrospect, I deserved it, but like did, did he punch my you in mom, the face no, no, no. He just, you know, he had the belt, and he, you know, I heard his pride though, and and that's oh. that's the that's the thing that you you're not supposed to do when you get in the beat. I heard his pride, and my mom had to stop him because she realized like five minutes in that I was never gonna cry for this man who was hitting me. And she realized, and the more I didn't cry, the more he was getting upset because he was taking it as you just disrespected me twice, which I did. I totally full disclosure. I totally did. I I earned I earned the whooping. I did something on purpose to see if I would get the whooping because I I was trying to G check him at six. And I wasn't, you know, at six, I wasn't ready to do that yet. He was still a little G. Yeah, I, was, I, I wasn't really ready, but I had heart though, as as the OGs said, would I say. Heart. I had heart though. Yeah, heart. <laughs> so yeah, you know, she had to stop it because she realized, and then she made a joke about it because she was just like, you know, one thing I'll never say about you is that you can't take an ass whooping. And I, and, you know, look, coming from my mom, that was a compliment. I was like, oh. Sh- <laughs> 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 you ain't wrong and that's when my mom realized that you know she had to go through psychological warfare with me so that's what she did the remainder of my my youth it was never about the violence it was about the psycho- psychological warfare and it's her fault it's her fault that I'm the way I am with my kids 
don't, I don't have to beat my kids. It's all about this right here. It's all, it's all about the mental warfare. Look, that's the man. best. That's the best way to do it, though. Well, yeah, most black parents are like the mental warfare, man. It's like, uh, as far as I know, I mean, even the family, even outside of my my parents, you know, neat uncles and aunts and stuff, man. Nah, they dealt with that stuff too, bro. Grandma, grandpa, they dealt with the mental warfare. I learned. I see where they learned it from. Where my parents learned it from, man. And somehow my parents came together with that mental warfare, and that joint was like this. That joint was tight, and it was just like, you know, after a while, man, you just realize you can't win. Yeah. So you my just mom had to play. My, my mom just had the playbook on me, man. She knew everything that that destroyed my soul. Yeah. She knew all of it. She knew all of it, and she knew most of it didn't have nothing to do with violence. <laughs> she knows I can't stand for somebody to just keep repeating themselves, and she would just keep repeating herself. She knows that, hey, if I just hit him in the back of his head, he can take that. But if he don't know it's coming, and it's two in the morning, and he was asleep, no. and I wake him up like it's an emergency, and I slap him with a pool stick. She was in the <laughs> was giving you, yo? Yo, NCIS giving you, man. Yo, what? <laughs> oh my god! I mean, what you gonna do? You ain't gonna hit it. <laughs> you gonna say, "Ow, what was that for?" And then you have your forty-minute conversation when you' trying to wake up. I, mean, I think. The, I think the worst thing my mom ever did to me growing up was not beat me. That was the scariest thing I'd ever experienced. I was supposed to be home at like nine o'clock at night. It's the summertime. I looked at the clock. It's like 1030. So like any rational human being, I think, oh, I'm already late now. Might as well ride it out. So yeah, that was the dumb move. So I walked (laughs) back home at like one in the morning and she's sitting at the table, one light on, like investigation style. I walk in the house. I sit down. I'm not going to tell you all the stuff because I don't want to incriminate her. But basically, she sat down at the table and she sat it on the table and said, there's only two ways you can live in my house. My way or no way. I'm going to give you the rest of the night to figure it out. And then she walked in her room and she went to sleep. And she never spoke of it again. That's cool. you know how she much you know like how that. much that effed with me. <laughs> <laughs> yo, put sleep yo. That's cold. Instantly, like before I could take a piss, I could hear her snore. Like I felt like that was the yo. greatest sleep she ever achieved in her life, because she knew I was effed up. She knew. The next morning, I'm thinking we're gonna talk about it. Like she gonna bug me about it. Never brought it up. Like it didn't happen. Well, like why is she gonna bring it up? Because that's what a sane person does, man. I needed her to fuss about it. I needed, I needed her to fuss about it. I needed to get some hands put on me. You needed? I needed something. Yes. Why did you need that? Because then I would have known it was over. You see, oh, when, so she, yeah, ne- when right. she never brought it up, it's never, it's never over. When it it's was never, over. never over. <laughs> never over. <laughs> you don't even know when it's coming, do you? <laughs> She's letting you know. You walk in that house late. Bruh, it was like two or three years where I didn't even let her walk behind me because I didn't trust her. <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah, nothing like that happened to me. <laughs> you know, I'm good. 
I mean, I got my mental mind going on, but now... Hey, I, think, I thank her for it, though, because it kept me out of doing a lot of stupid stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, 9 o'clock is 8.59. Yo, I'm on the way now, Mom. Sorry about that. You want me to pick you up something from Wendy's? Never never was late again. So <laughs> to, to, this, to this day, I got to think about being late. I just... Drives me crazy now. Yeah. I hear you. Well, I mean... <laughs> he, studied, he decides to stay two and a half hours longer. <laughs> Come on, man. That was reasonable. No, I was thinking wasn't. you can't get in trouble twice. Nah, being being late an hour and a half to start with is unreasonable for me. Look, man, this is like 13-year-old logic, man. I was just thinking, look, she going to punish me either way. But she you gonna, and my mom's a stickler for things, so she was going to punish me whether I was five minutes late or an hour and a half late. So I was just like, yo, let's keep the party going. I ain't going to see our brothers in a while anyway. <laughs> but you know, you know what the killer was, man? The, what, what they always say, the killer is that you didn't call. Had you called, you might not have gotten that in your face. But, you know, maybe it's good you didn't call because then you learned a lesson. I mean... Hey, man, much props, man. Like I said, she never brought it up again, man. To I mean, this day. To this day. Wow. So I can never call her yo-yo. Check. All right. No, no, no. No. I would never do that to, to your mom. That's disrespectful. And if somebody, if if I no, I just don't want you to do that for me. Like, forget being disrespectful. Just don't do that for me because I don't. She's not gonna do nothing while you're around. But when but when you leave, I still gotta go see her again, man. But no, I mean I've heard people call her that before. It's not like it's not the first time I've heard it. Yeah, but them people call her that. Yeah, I'm not calling it. What's wrong with you? That's your mother. (laughs) First of all, how disrespectful would that be? Because the problem is with your mom. She might hit me. I ain't about that life, man. I'm just not about that life. Yeah, she ain't gonna hit you, man, because she an old lady trying to get into heaven now, man. She's not gonna hit you. Yeah, but you know what she is gonna do? She hit me. Now, now, man. (laughs) Oh, she she can go to heaven, like, perpetrating violence on you. That's okay. Yeah, man, man. because, you know, spare the rod, man. That's in the Bible. (laughs) Nah, man. You know what's gonna happen, man? Real talk. What's gonna happen is every time that I may look like I might come over. She not gonna make the pork and, pork and beans with the hamburger joint no more, man. And that's gonna kill me. You right? Because, be because, because, because some of the other dudes that look forward to that are gonna be mad at you. You gonna have a hard time explaining to Ron why them beans ain't there. I mean, I mean, I know what you're about. <laughs> and and he's not exactly the um the nicest person when he gets upset. Well, hey, man. he had, he has some anger issues. I mean, slightly, but you know. In a non-fair fight, I could take him. There's no such thing as a fair fight. There we go. It's only the fight you win and the fight you lose. I mean, you know. <laughs> wear a cup. That's all I'm saying. I, I, man, I'm not below it. Sweep the leg. Just or just knife in the knife in the thigh. I mean, one or two. Either way, because like you said, you, uh, you, you can't little. do no knife in the thigh. I'm gonna tell you why you can't do a knife in the thigh. Because a knife in the thigh might not kill somebody. And once you stab somebody, you gotta kill them, or they gonna kill you. That's true. <laughs> Not wrong. Because <laughs> that means it's personal. Yeah, that's a good point. So, kicking the balls, it is. All right. Wow, that was telling. Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, we're ce- we're celebrating Festivus today. We're getting through all of it. So. Feats of strength, which 
obviously we can't do any feats of strength here, nor will we have miracles because that's just foolishness. Um, so we change our feats of strength to our my five, and the my five this week are the five best things of the year. So let's switch it up. Moby, five best things of the year for you. Trump gone. He gone. Um, Trump ain't gonna be here next year. He gone. <laughs> was that one uh-huh. and two? That was one and two. <laughs> um, Fox News may have to shut down. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> I look, man, I'm... <sighs> D, D Lemon can go back to being the dude we joke on, not the dude that we look at as being the representation for black people on TV. Wow, really? I mean, look, it's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Like, Don Lemon became, he was hated by black people years ago. Like, we hated Don Lemon. As I didn't say we, because I didn't. I didn't have anything against him, but he was the butt of jokes. He was he was the, the black guy that sounded white, the every every joke he was a character on boondocks i mean he was so, so like so now but when trump got in office like he became the voice of the voice of- his hairline started to get a little tighter nah you look man look he look before he had the, wow. the, the stereotypical black news anchor haircut where it was just like your natural hairline and then I realized when he started to, you know, go on the offensive about some of the Republican things and Trump things, all of a sudden that he had that corner right there. And I said, oh, <laughs> you went to a place to end in cuts with a Z. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> even even during the pandemic, he grew his hair out a little bit. I saw I saw that little nap right there. It was just one. It was just one. He was, he still probably combed it a little bit, but he he had that one natural curl there. I was like, I, I see you, Don. The streets see you. <laughs> the streets. He started making he started making Louisiana references. And I was like, I, I felt like every time he was gonna talk, like the little producer, Louisiana was gonna start popping in the background. Wow. But man, he he look he nobody's blackness benefited more from the Trump campaign than Don Lemon. I, I just wow. think that's a fair statement. Wow. No, nobody got reinvited back to the cookout more than Don Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He got invited to the cookout so much that they was probably like, yo, you can bring your white boyfriend too. Wow. That's three. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth thing is going to sound weird, man, coming from me. But like the best thing for me, the Lakers won the championship, man. And it's not because of the Lakers. It's just mainly just because like I just like when LeBron succeeds because all the people that spend so much of their life trying to hate him have to find new reasons to hate him. And I just find joy in watching these people make up all these irrational reasons not to dislike somebody who seemingly is like a black superhero. He's like the closest thing to a stereotypical black superhero we have, and we should celebrate him and not try to beat him down. He's a kid that literally came from nothing, has succeeded, created an enterprise with other black successful men, never forgets where he comes from, raises money for causes in the hood and everywhere else, never gets in any trouble, apparently 
apparently, because we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Family man, there for his kids, happily married. This dude is almost a unicorn. And yet, people would rather praise all be to Michael Jordan and his gambling, womanizing, petty ways. One of the most detrimental people to the black community ever. Yeah, I said it. Jordan. Not not necessarily on purpose, but you know, on purpose, if, definitely. If if you're complicit, then you, you're part. If you're complicit, you're promoting. If you're not part of the solution, yeah. So yeah, so the Lakers winning definitely a big one for me, and the last one, 2020. Unlike what you said, Ruben, when you said there's no good music coming out, there have been a lot of older rappers dropping albums that have been really good. Busta Rhymes dropped an album. There's a lot of pioneers dropping good music right now. And that made me happy for somebody who realizes that it's not going to sell, but at least it gives me something to listen to that at least I think resembles hip hop the way I remember it. So in 2020, I think I actually have been hearing better music because I've had to I've had to search for it. It's not going to come to you anymore. You've got to go find it now. But yeah, I think 2020 has been a good year for music. All right. Awesome. AG. Uh, number one, I had no interruption in pay slash job. A lot of people can't say that. A lot of people struggling still. I didn't have that issue. I went to work every day and my life didn't change that way at all. I became a much better mix engineer, podcast producer. Appreciate y'all because I get reps every week doing this. And I appreciate you for doing it. (laughs) You're welcome. But I got something out of it too. So I'm much better than I was from day one. That's for sure. Um, The radio station I'm partnered in is doing well. Get more artists on there. It's kind of cool. It started out as an idea. Now it's not an idea. It's a real thing. So that's really cool. My wife and my wife. And that's my list. Well, all right. Actually, I could have put my wife in all five slots, but, you know, I figured I'd mix it up a little bit. I mean, you know, KRS one said it. I could say that that I'm the best, but I'm lying, but I'll be lying. I'm number one, two, three, four, and five. Truth. The only KRS one lyric I will ever quote in history. (laughs) He just dropped a new song last week. I'm it sorry really? to hear that. This is it's actually all right. I like it. Yeah, it's terrible. All right. Um, <clears throat> not a fan, but everybody on my show knows that. Um, five good things for me. Um, well, first of all, I would definitely say that um, the work thing is a big deal. Um, you know, I celebrated my second anniversary the second time with the company I work for now. So, that was good to still have a job and just like AG said didn't really run into any issues with that um I even moved up into a better apartment I mean you know moving <laughs> this guy right here man. <laughs> this guy right here um you know so that's good um number two um I would say that I haven't been sick and I went to the doctor for the first time in eight years on my own so that's good um and when I say on my own is when I wasn't forced to go because something was wrong with me <laughs> and as far as I can say 
I mean, everything I know to be true is still true. I'm still fat. And other than that, I got a pretty decent bill of health. That's what the doctor said. So, yeah. Um, number, was that two? Yeah, that was two. Number three. Um, you know, I would say that the Lakers winning the championship was awesome. Um, sports in a whole is awesome. The fact that we're going through what we're going through um, and we still have the ability to remove ourselves from what is going on in our lives and to really just fall into the thought process of sports for us to have a getaway um, is awesome. You know, I also sort of agree with what Moby said earlier about the college game. Um, I would probably say that my work, my hope is, even though it's not going to happen, something positive happens to those who did play. Um, but, you know, I, I get what he's saying. And I kind of feel that way. Um, number four, um, my fantasy team at this moment in time is four quarters away five quarters away from going to the championship game next week. Started out 8-0, lost three out of my last four, limped into the playoffs. And as far as I can tell, I had a 39-point lead before the show started, and Nick Chubb won't do nothing. So I should be good to get in that championship game next week. And then number five, of course, the easy part. You know, a dream fulfilled, um, and then a want to to strive and continue. This podcast is, to be perfectly honest, at least at this time, is one of, I would definitely say, my top 10 greatest achievements. Um, the fact that um, Moby and, and AG are in this with me is awesome. Um, the fact that it's still going on for over a year. It's awesome. The fact that we still put out the podcast, but we also then um, do it live so people can see our faces and stuff and, you know, interact with us if they choose. We've gotten better. And in the long run, I think we've, we've gotten pretty awesome with it. So... I'd like to thank you two for both, for both of that. I mean, trust me, and I've said it numerous times, the fact that this show made it a year is mind-blowing. The fact that we're about to go into 2021 with this show is mind-blowing. And, you know, a dream came to reality. Then I got some help. From my cousin, then I got some help from my friend, and then all the people who've joined the show at the point in time. Definitely, you know, that would have been one, two, three, four, or five, but I figured that I should probably throw some other stuff in there. But this show is awesome. And I can't wait to I can't wait till we do the show every week. I can't wait till we put it out for the masses every week. And the fact that 
more people listen to the show than I ever thought would. It's still a little mind blowing. People spend their time listening to us talk. So you got European fans, man. I know, right? I, I'm like, I, I, man, I'm worldwide, baby, worldwide. And like, that's to me Prestige worldwide. I mean, that's what it is, right? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you know, I still have never seen Step Brothers. I probably should one day. You're not really missing much, but there are some funny quotables. Between that and um, Ricky Bob, the Talladega Nights, never seen either one. Maybe one day I'll work on watching those. They're just full of good quotes. That's all. I mean, but they, they stand the test of time. So that's awesome. But yeah. All right. Um, so, woo, great day of the Festivus. I appreciate Festivus for the best of us. Episode 61. We got it done. And now to, co- to conclude our show like we always do, AG, man, what's on your mind? I want to know why we have a problem with rich people. Those people didn't do anything but make a choice. It turned out well for them. But it's some haters in the world. I would think that you'd be inspired to do well if you see somebody out there that's done well. But a lot of people spend time on Twitter, Facebook, or whatever, talking about people like a dog just because they've done well in their lives. I say do well in your own life. If if looking at somebody else makes you feel bad about what you've done, be inspired to do better. If that's your case, when I look at somebody that's done well, it's like, hey, I can do that too. But a lot of people think, you know, if I, if you're doing well, you must be a criminal or have done something wrong or cheated or somebody gave it to you. It doesn't really matter. The bottom line is you're just hating on somebody for no apparent reason. So be inspired. Do something about your life that you don't even like and take a little bit more hate out of the world or just say nothing. Because what you're doing out there now is crazy. Twitter is the worst. To read comments, I'm like, what kind of people are you? But anyway, that was my thing. People can't stand for pastors to be rich. They can't stand for nobody to be rich. Everybody need to be broke like them. That doesn't make sense to me at all. If somebody's done well, they've done well. That doesn't mean you can't do well. Get busy or say nothing and keep it moving. And that's what I got. Awesome. Hey, y'all, don't be hating on other people because you ain't got what they got. They earned that. Stop hating. Man, go you create. Can, you can always go get it yourself. It's not a problem. Yep. All right, Moby, with your championship on your on your shoulder, like you the one that the race or something. I'm just saying, like, there you go. You sound like one of the people he talking about, man. Like, <laughs> if, if, you want, if you want to be the man, all you got to do is, you know, be the man. That's it. You know, normally I would be like, you're right, but I help pay for that. So, whatever. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, look, at some that's. Point, y'all gonna have to tell me the story. I mean, look, apparently some dudes thought that um, I looked like the champion. So they bought me a belt. End of story. He's shaking his head no. So I'm like, okay. I mean, look. It was against my better judgment. <laughs> Hey, Look, as, mean, I, as I sit here with this championship belt and this guy. 
look around and think about all the greatness that is me. Um, <laughs> what's on my mind is there ain't shit great about me. I'm just blessed beyond favor. And I'm broadcasting this podcast from a house that I just moved into in an upper level. Basically, they, they put me in the attic for the show, y'all. So... That's that's pretty much what well, happened. Congratulations on having an attic to have you be in. Yeah, I'm in an attic on a futon with a championship belt. <laughs> it's the American Ball dream, slide. buddy. Boss. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, man. Like you know, in 2020 has been you know a hectic a hectic year for the world, but. Oddly enough, man, like 2020 been good to me, man. So I'm not going to sit here and hate on 2020 like everybody else. Like, I'm hoping 2021 good for the world just like everybody else. But uh, if 2021 does for me what 2020 did for me, I'm cool. Well, all right. All right. So what's on my mind? A couple things, actually. First thing I'm going to do, <laughs> this <Moby>. guy <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't with that guy. Apparently you can. Episode after yeah. episode. <laughs> I, uh, some things, man. Some things. Well, I felt like Ric Flair, man. Like I was about to start shooting a promo. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> wow. All right. So, um, you know, what's on my mind? A couple things. Nothing too long, nothing too crazy, but first of all, I'd like to give a shout out to um... Seagram's Jam. Nope. Because I'm drinking it. And they pay for it, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Alright. What's it? Who sung that? Who said that? P.D. Pablo. P.D. Pablo. Terrible. Alright. So, I'd like to give a shout out to my um, my former staff members. Um, they invited me probably accidentally, but okay. Um, they had a um, a Zoom call today just to kind of it's been like wow it's been three four years so and they were just catching up and you know I popped on and they were happy I was happy to see them and you know just to see how well they all were doing and things of that such was really good so shout out to them um, and I hope they continue doing well in their life and all their endeavors um also, shout out to, um, man, I just forgot her name. Oh, the former Secretary of Education, Bessie DeVos. Um, yeah, you about to be out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, you gonna, are you ever going to leave that lady alone? On January 21st, yes. Okay, understood. Hey, man, she's number one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! Um, also like to um, what else? There's something else I want to talk about too, but I can't remember now. Which means it probably wasn't that important. But nah, I mean, you know, I like to. You know what bothers me the most is, like, I am very much a fan of history as far as. You know the whole statement. You got to know where you're going. You got to know where you came from so you know where you're going type deal. 
I get that. And I understand a lot of distrust um, from the black community and the, um, the government that we live in and stuff like that. I completely understand that. And, and, you know, so like for my parents, I really understand that because, you know, my parents lived through some of that, majority of it. You know, well, not majority, but some of it, you know. So that sort of thing. And, you know, I guess had a conversation at Thanksgiving about taking the, taking the, um, whatever it's called. I don't even know what it's called anymore. The, the vaccine. And well, you know, my thing is I don't do, I don't do, I don't get flu shots. Um, because I'm not a fan of them introducing something in my body that's not there. So then my body has to kind of fight that off. So, oh, because your body fought it off, then you have some immunity. Or I can just get a flu shot and die from the flu. I mean, whatever. I have my own mental things about that. So for older people, I do get it where they're just like, well, older black people, we don't trust the government. Yeah, I completely understand that. And I completely understand, you know, what happened in Alabama and, and all that. And, you know, seeing that on CNN a couple days ago was very telling. So now understand. I understand where the distrust comes from. So I get it. But then my, you know, my parents are like, yeah, we gonna, when it comes out and we're eligible to take it, we're going to take it. And I mean, you know, my parents are old enough to have seen some of that and probably experienced some of that for themselves, you know? So I get it. I guess what I don't get is how people of a certain age, and I'll, I'll throw myself in there, you know, 47 and under. Like, if you don't have a mistrust for certain things like vaccine, you know, for like flu stuff, like you take your flu shot, but then you're like, well, I'm not taking this COVID vaccine. Like, I don't understand. Like, you're gonna, you're gonna shoot yourself up excuse me, wrong terminology. You're going to let them give you a shot of the flu vaccine, but you don't want to trust the COVID stuff. You're going to smoke weed, but you don't trust the COVID stuff. You're going to, when you got a headache, you're going to take medication, but you don't trust the COVID stuff. I mean, you see what I'm getting here? Like, and I understand like the certain general black man, he's like, I'm going to take it so, you know, my people out there can see you know, I don't turn into a, a zombie or anything after I take it. Completely get it and all that. What I don't understand, and maybe I am the old man in the room again, and I'm just going to be that dude. You put all this other stuff in your body, but you're not going to take the COVID vaccine. Like, I don't get it. Like, I could be wrong. I just don't get it. Like, I mean, I'm pretty much drug free you know, as far as recreational drugs, stuff like that. I don't do none of that, you know? But everybody has a choice. You can if you want, you know, unless your job says you got to. But what I guess I don't understand is if you're 25, 30, as Moby's sleeping, if you're 25, 30, and you use the excuse well, back in 1960s, okay, you won't there. 
You know what happened, but you won't there. But you want to do all this other stuff and put all this other stuff in your body. But you don't want to take that. That's all I'm saying. My thing is, it's your choice to do what you want. But don't sit here and tell me, like, nah, man, I'm not taking that vaccine because I don't know what's in it. Then, you know, you smoke a cigarette or you roll up a joint or you drink massive amounts of alcohol or all this other stuff. I mean, I'm not straight edge or nothing, but I'm just like, you can't do it both. Like, because you know what's in what you're putting in your body or you should. I put a lot of food in my body, so that's why I'm fat. But, you know, I'm not going to use that ever as an excuse not to take the COVID thing. I hate needles. So everybody's like, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. That's a bunch of malarkey. And I don't, I don't care because needles hurt. But just stop using that excuse. If you want to round for all that, don't use that excuse. Just say you don't want to do it. And just say, no, nah, I don't feel comfortable. I'm cool. But don't say, nah, man, because 1963, such such they did this to our people. I mean, you won't thought of it 63. I won't thought of it 63. AG won't thought of it 63. Tmo B won't thought of it 63. So like, I need you to I need you to use a different excuse. I'd just rather say, nah, dang for me. I'm gonna work for that herd immunity. And then go smoke a cigarette so you can put all the other stuff in your body. So that's just me. That's my thought processes on it. You know, thank you everybody for joining us today. We celebrate Festivus, our nice Festivus poll right here. Right. Yes, it's supposed to be silver, but it's black because black people celebrate. Us black people celebrate Festivus today. So, and plus, I didn't feel like going to find a silver pole because I'm lazy. So, have a Anybody, else, anybody got anything else before I sign us off? Nope. Moby? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> He's his belt. He's rubbing his belt. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, first of all, thanks to everybody who listened in today to the show. Festivus for the best of us. Celebrate your own festivus however you choose. Um... <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. And, you know, you're going to hear from us one more time for the New Year's. So be ready for that. And I think our Saturday, I don't know, we'll put it up. We'll let you know we're doing another live show. But thank you for being with us for 2020. We expect you to be 2021 with us. Festivus for the best of us and for the rest of us. But, you know, not for... um, that chick who used to run Secretary of Education, your festivus is cold. So we'll need you no more. All right, peace. You can send any questions or comments to FIVE Minute Warning 19 at gmail.com. The five minute warning can now be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Google Podcast, and Radio Public. Share, like, subscribe. to the 5-Minute Warning with Ruben Brown. Search 5-Minute Warning on the Spotify app. Peace.
Stay safe out there.